What is going on, Fantasy Alarm Nation? My name is Justin Fetsterman, along with Matt Sells and Ryan Hallam, and it's time for another family meetup. It's the Family Times podcast on FantasyAlarm.com. And fellas, we got ourselves a Super Bowl here, but not without controversy in both games, let's just say there. Ryan, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, dude. I, I legitimately... I'm sorry. When players get hurt, part of the game, it's going to take the air out of the entire offense, man. How are you feeling about your 49ers? Uh, that was one of the more painful games I say probably ever saw as a fan, uh, just to have the whole lead up and the chance of going to the Super Bowl and watch the balloon get destroyed on the opening possession. Um, obviously, our quarterback was hurt. Uh, and when you're already on your third, your fourth is not going to be very good. So uh, not only to watch the Super Bowl go up in smoke, but then to watch your team get pounded for three hours uh, with Josh Johnson and then a Brock Purdy back who was really only able to hold, uh, hand off was uh, was certainly a difficult afternoon. Yeah, that was that was painful. <clears throat> um, I'm not particularly a fan of either. Like, not that I dislike either team, but I'm, I just don't really follow either the Eagles or the Niners. That was pretty heart-wrenching to watch, for sure. Um, first of all, I didn't realize Josh Johnson was the fourth quarterback in San Francisco. <laughs> um, did not realize that until <laughs> he strolled onto the field, and I was like, that guy's still in the league? Good time to find out. Um yeah, I, look, was it a little – I don't know what Shanahan could have done, but I think you have to try a little bit more than what he did, right? Like, What would you have tried? I would love to hear. Well, I probably would have tried McCaffrey a little sooner at quarterback than the one play when it's 31-7 that required three pitch backs and then, like – He's, a, he's a running back, dude. What are you going to have the running back play quarterback against probably the second best defense in the league? I mean, I understand what you're saying, but let's be realistic. Nothing. I'm not worked. saying it would have worked. I'm saying. Well, then what's the difference? I'm saying you got to try your options. You can't run it up the middle 97 times a game and then. When they were fourth, generating zero offense, Ryan. When your fourth, when your fourth quarterback can't handle a snap. Uh, I, I would think that you probably, you know, not – I understand everyone wants your team, but what was really the options? I mean – sure, What about – what about how about this? I mean, I think people are so obsessed with whether or not a bunch of players, even pro football players, can throw the ball accurately 25 yards or beyond – but what about a bunch of quick strikes, though, Ryan? I mean, that's kind of what I was envisioning when I saw that Christian McCaffrey was warming up, switching it's helmets. Slants. Yeah, like quick strikes. I'm, I'm talking about five to eight yards turnaround, and then you little by little move down the field. It's just they weren't so, moving the ball at all. So, so you expect the running back to run a professional offense against one of the best defenses in football. I mean, We're not saying, I'm not saying it would be successful and it would win, but – you like, and I'm not putting this all on Shanahan. Obviously, things are out of his control. You can't like Purdy was never going to throw. He he apparently needs Tommy John surgery essentially. So clearly, you're not going to throw. If a baseball pitcher isn't going to throw a baseball sixty feet, a football player is not going to throw a football that's way bigger, way heavier, any sort of distance with the same injury, right? Um, but. You have to help your defense, too. That's why the frustration built up with the defense in the second half was they were gassed, 
because the offense clearly wasn't doing anything. And there's only so much coverage that those guys look. The defense held their own for most of that game. I will sure say, did. They kept Absolutely. it within striking distance. I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey is all of a sudden going to turn around and be an all-pro quarterback, too. But you got to try something like try it before halftime so you can use halftime to go in and scheme some stuff up. Don't sit there and run 97. Well, at halftime, they still had Josh Johnson. Because they only just gave up that stupid fumble because he couldn't handle the snap. It was... At 14, I think the second they lost that snap and it went to 21-7, I believe that was the end. I think we, you know, it was 14-7. They were getting the ball out of the half. Okay, by some miracle, this is not quite over yet. And I believe that play where Johnson, let's be honest, did barely even tried to recover the fumble. I think that was where the air just went out of everything. I mean, yeah, but it, it's also not a, like the Fox broadcast crew was like, you got to try something. Like you can't. Like, well, yeah, they have to try to keep people interested in the game, which I think they did a decent job of. Greg Olson was man. If you listen to Greg Olson, you would have thought the 49ers had a chance until about five minutes left in the game. Yeah, that guy's going to be out of a job now, by the way. Or yeah. out of that pairing, which sucks because I thought Greg Olson was great all year. What did he uh, do? What? Did he do something? Did I miss it? No, he's getting kicked out for the guy that just retired this morning. Oh. I, well, well, gotcha. why, if I'm Tom Brady, I'd maybe take a year first and then go into the booth. The contract kicks in as soon as he retires. He oh, signed it month. last year. Yeah. He signed it when he retired last year, and then they said, okay, you can go back and play, and then we'll, we'll do your $375 million contract for you to be the top box. NFL analyst. Do you guys think he'll be any good on the air? He seems a little stiff. I mean, I think he really just needs to just step away from everything for a little bit. Considering everything personal that happened last year, I really think it's in his best interest to just, like, relax for a bit. But I yeah. I don't know. I You know. Uh, and also, it's in hard to say. Announcement, his retirement announcement, he said he wouldn't do anything differently. I'm like, you're really going to not. You're really going to let your family go? Or not retired after winning, <laughs> knowing what happened this year? Like, he said, I would not do a thing differently. I'm like, you're really going to you're really gonna say that, knowing what you just went through this year? Really? Like, I think you would probably take this year back. Like, he, he, also, he also said he loved me, in case you didn't hear it. <laughs> True, he loves everyone. Yes. I, I was pretty excited about that. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm sorry about the game. I guess I'm still bitter and angry. Uh, that hasn't you, you have every right to be. You got <laughs> you got your legs cut out from underneath you. you and then just to read really. social media for whatever, however much I, I did for the rest of the day, just just really was was a, it was a very very difficult day. Uh, you know, especially without the help of my good friend, alcoholic beer. <laughs> oh, dude, congratulations. Hey, it's February 1st. Yeah, you made it, man. I texted him. like you made it. Yes. It. Dry January is over, dude. When does the party begin again? Uh, Probably not for, it's 11 something AM while we're yeah, recording nah, this. I wasn't show. expecting it right now. Yeah, I was, that, that's like when I was like, oh, we're going to do the show on Wednesday. I can, but then I was like, no, we usually do it in the morning. I can't be cracking beers first thing in the morning. Uh, later this afternoon, though, for sure. Uh, <laughs> a couple couple people who've been waiting for the day have, have <laughs> indicated they might come over and celebrate with me. So we'll see. 
live on site in northern New York as Ryan Hallam getting ready to have a drink. People are lined up for the occasion just to be in the same vicinity as Ryan Hallam. It was like worst case scenario for me Sunday because then, obviously, given the Super Bowl a few years ago, I'm not a Chiefs fan either. So, uh, yeah. So what Sunday. were you what were you drinking while your team sunk like the Titanic? Uh, last Sunday, I actually did try non-alcoholic beer uh, just because the week before with Dallas, I was like, God, this seems like I should have you know this beer and football just goes together. At least for me, it does. So I did try some non-alcoholic beer, which was okay. I mean, it's not quite the substitute, but I will say the non-alcoholic beer farts are just absolutely toxic so uh, wow wow anyone i'd like beer farts themselves aren't always great but ooh, this was a whole nother level man i can only imagine how it would be if you had a fresco or something like that <laughs> seriously so, I, I did but it was like you know i, I drank you know four or five of them because you know it's a three-hour game and i was like this is weird not feeling like any sort of buzz after this so it was an odd experience i probably wouldn't do it again but that's what i was drinking while so as my team was going down the tank i was just trying to fool myself into something fun yeah no dude look at the end of the day it's you did a good job you completed the mission dry january is over now so now you can have fun february because (laughs) so good yes good job right there now with cells tom brady retiring man it just it's, it's. I feel like he needed a season like this because a lot of athletes really find it hard, especially when they're great, when they're considered one of the best, find it hard to leave the game. So many do. Michael Jordan did. Retired multiple times. Brett Favre did. Retired multiple times. I can only imagine. I don't think it's going to be multiple times, but LeBron James unless he suffers a devastating torn Achilles type injury over the next few years, going to be hard for him to leave as well. And then you've got the Julio Francos of the world that played till they're 85. I mean, what do you think sells? I mean, do you think that ultimately Tom Brady is going to be good in the booth? I think he might be. I think he might be. I have to get over listening to his voice every week because that's a guy I don't really want to hear from, but um, I think he might be. Look, he's gonna. It's gonna be rough, I think, at the beginning because obviously you can practice, right? Like I know some, like when Dale Jr. for example joined the NBC booth for NASCAR, they ran, they would go to a studio, and watch the fo- the Fox broadcast of the race. And I thought you just said watch the farts broadcast of the race. <laughs> no, the Still Fox. Thinking about Ryan's comments. They would watch the Fox broadcasts of the race because the first part of the NASCAR season is covered by Fox. The second half is NBC. And they would basically mute the Fox people and then just talk about it, how they would, like, just do dry runs. That's a fairly reasonable way to do it. Unfortunately for Tom Brady, he doesn't really have that because the season just starts. There's no, like, switch in broadcast partner. So, um, I think he'll be all right. I'm a little... Uh, upset with Fox that they're just going to toss him in as the number one guy over Greg Olson, who's been doing it for a few years and has been getting way better. Um, That's a little disheartening to me, but who knows? Maybe he'll be fantastic at this, just like he was when everybody doubted him at football, too. So I don't know. But can we talk about the AFC championship game? Sure. 
for what do you want to what do you want to talk about regarding it <laughs> like i don't know why there's so much hate regarding the the chiefs in general like the face i think patrick i think patrick mahomes in general i think he's recognized as the league's top quarterback one of the faces of the league and just like with the lebron james's of the world people get jealous of it and the reaction that often comes out especially from a large diehard sports fan base is people want to see the king dethroned that's what will, it is i will also throw in his wife and his brother which, yeah, which shouldn't be, which shouldn't be, they, but it is. They mute this year, though. Like, they have been until Sunday. She went on some ridiculous, they, or it was him, like the head banging, whatever. They've been better. Oh, and her with her Eli Apple thing. Yeah, they just need to go all the okay, way. And they, but, they have been much better. But I do think that's part and, of it. That's that's part of mine. It's all mostly because they beat us in the Super Bowl, and he looks like the Muppets. But <laughs> okay, but like my my mother in law, which is not a fair basis for really anything, but she's like, I'm rooting for Joe Burrow because he's less cocky. No, are you serious? Like, what's your definition of cocky if Joe Burrow is the least cocky guy on the planet to you? Like, I feel like he's cooler about his cockiness. Like, I'd rather hang out with Burrow. I think after the cigar at the national championship football uh, college game, I think he just like. I mean, people okay. thought he was cool. I bet you it would be more fun hanging with Patrick Mahomes than Joe Burrow. I completely I think it would be goofy, well, funny. I think Joe on. Burrow thinks he's like Rico Suave, you know? Yeah, like I don't know. It just it just bugs me that that, that we just can't appreciate greatness, and you have to sit there and knock somebody down. Like Mahomes literally willed his team to win. Like he in the second half had basically no wide receivers right they were relying on marcus kemp who was their sixth wide receiver on the roster and that ankle was clearly bugging him all day wasn't a high ankle sprain though it was misdiagnosed yeah it's not a high ankle sprain but it's certainly injured right yeah like yep regular regular mid ankle sprain no high ankle sprain bs a high ankle sprain is a four to six week injury yeah while he was wincing, he was moving just fine. And just because he's a freaking quarterback, which I'm sick and tired of hearing from people, well, he's a quarterback. Quarterbacks are fine with that. Really? What's the difference between a quarterback and an NBA player when it comes to motion? Nothing. That's so not his fault, that crap argument. Nothing. It's I will say one, one more thing that I think gives him uh, hate. And again, this is not his fault. But I think the announcers just filleting him throughout the game Every game, I think, I, also gets to people. It's just like everything he does is the greatest thing we've ever saw, and there's never been anything like him. And it's just like I agree. Oh, right. I will and, say, uh, I will say that that praise has now shifted to Jalen Hurts in a flat-out obnoxious way. Like everybody just assuming that Jalen Hurts should win MVP this year for what? Oh, I don't think so. I think Mahomes for what I, his stats are not great. Like. Sure, he ran, but he didn't have as much rushing yards as, like, Josh Allen or Justin Fields or, heck, even, I think, Patty Mahomes had a decent amount, right? Like, it's not great. And here's another stat for you. We talked about how bad the quarterbacking was for San Francisco. 
You realize San Francisco's quarterback rating in the NFC Championship game combined was better than Jalen Hurts's? Our defense is pretty good. <laughs> better. Like, the guy is supposedly an MVP candidate or the lock of the century to win the MVP, and the guy can't outproduce an injured Brock Purdy and a Josh Johnson who nobody even knew was well, on the roster. That's not a fair argument. That's not a fair argument because Jalen Hurts is going after the top defense. He's going against the top defense in the NFL. So you can't. So you was can't, Brock Purdy. No, but I understand that, but it's still a tough matchup for him. You know, that's why you're saying he can't outperform this guy, the injured quarterback, but it doesn't matter. He's still, you can't discredit the 49ers defense. They, not, they don't relate. It's not is, a direct comparison. My point is that it is because the Niners defense is the top defense. The Eagles are, are at worst the third best, if not the second best defense in, in football this year. Right. We've talked about this. Their stats like in yards per game, they were one yard away from each other in total yards allowed. In passing attack, they were basically one-two. And the only difference was you could run a little bit on the on the Eagles' defense. So it's a one-two comparison. And I'm talking about a Mr. Irrelevant and a guy who's a 15-year vet who's thrown 60 total passes in 15 seasons in the NFL. And Christian McCaffrey counts because he threw a pass. And they outproduced based on quarterback rating. They had a better day than the supposed MVP of the league in basically similar situations? I guess to play devil's advocate, they didn't have to throw very much as they knew the other team did not have an offense. So I know they ran the hell out of the ball, which I know I've seen so many people, oh, they ran down the number one Right, but defense. that's my point. He, How can you be MVP when you don't have to rely on him to win? Well... I think it's a similar thing to 2019 when the Niners went to the Super Bowl. Like they beat the Vikings, they beat the Packers, and Jimmy G didn't do anything. Not that he's an MVP candidate or ever was, but neither team could stop the 49ers' run game, so they just ran the hell out of it. And Jimmy threw like 20 passes in two games. So that's fine but, to go with your with what's the strength of your team, but to me that invalidates the argument that Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. I honestly think that Mahomes to as far as I'm concerned and as far as what I hear, I feel like with the second Hurts got hurt that killed his MVP. I know he's a, he's a finalist, but I'm expecting Mahomes to win the MVP. Yes, to be that's kind of what I'm expecting too cuz like first of all the stats are just purely but like total touchdowns better. Rushing yards are similar enough. But the fact that you lost basically, like Tyreek Hill, everybody thought the Chiefs offense was going to melt down this year without Tyreek Hill. Top passing offense in the league with a bunch of castoffs from other teams that, yeah, were pretty good and probably should have been let go. Their receiving but. core was very much like an expansion team. Like what you'd see an expansion team get. Like the biggest bunch of leftovers oh yeah and travis kelsey i guess too right i mean everybody like oh well he has travis kelsey okay well lamar jackson had mark andrews and nobody else and lamar jackson ain't gonna be a ravens quarterback next year so like uh like i don't know and and the whole oh that last minute roughing the quarterback thing one no it it didn't i mean it helped but the they still had to make a 40 something yard field goal and by the way it would have been a 60-yard field goal. Yeah, it put him in range, you know? I mean, it would, would have been, been comfortable range. Not comfortable. 
Forty-seven's not comfortable. Not for you guys. You guys, t- tell me something about this because I went back and forth. Also, by the way, Burrow had the ball with two and a half minutes to go, and uh, the worst defense in in the playoffs left to face, and the best one of the best passing attacks, and couldn't do anything. So, was he that far off the line, Mahomes, at the time when he got hit? I thought that. Look, late hit. Yes, I thought because Ronis and I were going back and forth. And he made it seem like to me that it was painfully obvious that he was 10 feet off the line. And I said, I thought when Patrick Mahomes got hit that he was still kind of towing the sideline. So I didn't think it was that blatantly obvious. If you, look at, the, our, if you look at the still shot that you can see on Twitter, he's pretty far out. And okay. I, we know how I feel about Mahomes. Uh, he I clearly, you know, put an Academy Award winning performance in about how hard he was pushed. Uh, but I mean, I mean so letter good. of the letter of the law. I think he was a good step out of bounds. But they're I, they're very very careful with quarterbacks in that well, line. Jalen Hurts got they called the same thing against Jalen Hurts in the when he stepped out and they pushed him and that game was basically over. So like, if you're not going to call it when it's over and you're not going to call it when it's close and you're not going to call it in the last two minutes of a quarter, then like, when are we calling penalties? No, I I said he was he was definitely in. I know. I'm just saying, like the. I also think a few minutes before, when Burrow was in the end zone, he was pushed two he steps was. after they he threw the ball, that. and they didn't call that. But yes. yeah, if you look letter of the law, and if you look at the still shot, which of course the referees don't have the still shot, um, could they have let it go? Maybe, but I think it was a, probably a call that had to be made, especially yeah, with mean, that level of player, obviously. He's hurt already. Uh, you know, a Super Bowl with Chad Henney would be almost as bad as a NFC Championship <laughs> game with Josh Johnson. So I, hey I'm man, not Chad surprised Henney at all they a, called that. Chad Henney won him a playoff game a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there were missed calls on both si- on on both the Bengals and the Chiefs. They, but in general, I thought it was a fairly balanced game like I, I i enjoyed it after especially that crap from the afternoon game i definitely we needed that after that i was kind of i was just so bummed like i was thinking about ryan i have a few other 49ers friends like it, it's it sucks being a jets fan but at the same time the one benefit is you don't have to ever go through anything like this because they don't make the playoffs so <laughs> when you're when you're seeing ryan's team who's <laughs> right there getting to the mountaintop and then you're right there, you see the peak of Mount Everest, and the snow comes to knock them right back down the entire mountain. I feel for you, Ryan, but and I sure as hell wasn't going to text you about it during the game. I, uh, I I also said, I don't remember to who, to somebody, I was like, I really, I would have rather him gotten hurt on practice on Tuesday or Thursday, going into the game knowing that there was no chance than have that happen to sit there all weekend and just you know the nerves and the butterflies right. and the hopes and think of your team possibly going to super bowl and then first possession which i mean the game was already not off to a good start um uh, but yeah the second the second you know that he they didn't. It took a while before they ruled him out. But and the other thing was people going, "Well, he's throwing the ball to the sideline, so that's comparable to throwing a ball in an <laughs> NFL playoff game." You stupid assholes! But yeah, uh, I mean, a baseball pitcher can do a warm-up toss with a torn 
Right. Ago, but right. you don't want to ask him to throw it. Like, they're not throwing it above, like, 35 miles an hour. They wouldn't even be caught for speeding in the school zone. And, like, and you're right to try something. But McCaffrey quarterbacking is like the third baseman pitching. I mean, okay, it, it happens, but it's not going to be good. Hey, man, some of those third basemen can strike people out. <laughs> A few of them. Not not, not Josh Johnson. Or, <laughs> Uh yeah, I knew who their backup quarterback was, and uh, I almost wish McCaffrey didn't break that run for that touchdown to tie it at seven because that was like, oh my god, is is a miracle possible for like another ten minutes? Oh yeah, jackass dropped that snap, and I was like, no, it's not possible. (laughs) By the way, Patrick Mahomes might be able to strike people out. He's got pedigree. That's true. Just saying, just saying, and he is a part owner of the Royals, so. They need all the help they can get. Oh, I forgot. I didn't even. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at oh, that. I realized that. Yeah. All right, guys. Great for the team, too, by the way. <laughs> That's a way to start the family table right there. As we go to the family table, we bring something to the table every single week. And, guys, if it's okay with you, I normally go last. I want to go first this time because I wrote a piece of content on fantasyalarm.com that I didn't think I needed to write. It was actually part of another piece because I'm just so annoyed with whether it's people in Discord asking me continuously or just seeing people in general when it comes to the fantasy basketball value of Jonathan Isaac. So I don't know if you guys realize this, but Jonathan Isaac has been hurt for the Magic for the last three years. Tremendous talent when he stays healthy, which it's like, So because of that, he and he hasn't been healthy, and that uh, the Orlando Magic are really not going anywhere. The Orlando Magic aren't going to be stupid. They've stuck with this guy for this long already. They're not just going to go out there now that he's healthy and let him play 25 to 30 minutes a night the rest of the way. So a billion questions come after seeing a game, one game, where he plays 10 minutes, and he did decently in that 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, it's, Let's pick this guy up when we're being told by reporters, we're being told by announcers during the game, Jonathan Isaac is not going to play extended minutes. And still, people see him, and they're like, I have to pick this guy up. And it annoys the hell out of me to the point where, oh, I'm sure a lot of you that play fantasy basketball, all 18 of you, thought that maybe Jonathan Isaac would still for some reason be in my waiver wire article. In fact, The introductory paragraph to the waiver wire article was about why not to pick up Jonathan Isaac because his minutes won't get extended. They would be stupid. They have a billion forwards. And think about this right now, too. Trade deadlines coming up. Why, If they were going to extend his minutes, why would they do it now? Stud out other forwards so they could trade him for draft picks. They're keeping this guy. He has no value. They have to slow play him. They're thinking of next year. They're not going. He's been out for three years. You're not going to be seeing this guy play 25 to 30 minutes a night, at least on a consistent basis. Enough with him. No, you do not add him. No, you do not drop someone who's regularly playing 28 minutes a game so that you could get eight minutes every few games from Jonathan Isaac. So do not pick up Jonathan Isaac. Do not trade for him outside of you want to trade for him dynasty leagues. Don't trade your first round pick for him. This guy is Mr. Glass from the movie Unbreakable. He breaks. (laughs) That's what he's done his whole young career. And it's sad because I love the hell out of this guy. And so does John and Pemba. But they got to keep him healthy. And he hasn't been healthy in three freaking years. He's not going to play more than 15 minutes. And then guess what's going to happen? He's going to sit. 
That's all. I don't want to follow that, Sells. I'm sorry. It just like people don't listen. I, I love being in Discord with people. And you know what? Not a lot of people play season-long fantasy basketball anymore. I recognize that. But for the few of you that do that are our family member and subscribers here at FantasyAlarm.com, I'm always in that Discord, that season-long NBA Discord. Always. Whether you guys DM me personally or you hit me up in the general chat, I am always there to answer your questions. Absolutely. But at the same time, how many times do I have to say no to this guy? Nancy Reagan, just say no. Don't <laughs> do something. Um, yeah, I'm going to go two different directions here. I'm going to go, one, uh, our MLB Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide is out. It's free. Uh, that's right, F-R-E-E, free. Um, so check it out. We got a ton of strategy pieces. We got player capsules in there. Ryan's project, you know, Ryan's team has been busy with the projections. We got rankings. Um, we've got player debates that are coming. We got a whole lot of stuff that's coming and all of it is free. And oh yeah, the ultimate cheat sheet will be out at some point as well to help you with drafting, whether you're in a snake draft or an auction draft. So check that out. That's uh, out now. So uh, that's one part of it. Second part is, Walk softly and carry a big stick. Let's all take a note from the Cincinnati Bengals who spent no zero parts of last week not trash-talking the Chiefs, right? Called it Burrowhead. Got their mayor on video calling Joseph Lee Burrow Patrick Mahomes' father, right? They got a whole bunch of fans talking crap. All sorts of, all sorts of stuff. Then what happened? They went out and they did not win. So it's still called Arrowhead. You got Travis Kelsey on stage calling the mayor of a, of Cincinnati a jabroni. By the way, excellent use of that word properly. Uh, and the wrestling vibe he gave off was pretty sweet. Um, and, you know, you had Patty Mahomes' senior, his dad, out there smoking a cigar, saying he was smoking a Joe Burrow. So the Chiefs stayed quiet all week. And then they let their play do the talking. We should all take uh, a little bit of uh, knowledge from this. That you don't necessarily want to be the guy with the biggest mouth talking the biggest game. Because then when it doesn't work, you're going like to look like a gigantic idiot. Just show up, play, whatever happens, happens. And then deal with the repercussions. Don't sit there and give your team, your your opponent, which, by the way, was the number one seed in the AFC, and a team you'd only managed to beat by three points every time you've played them, a whole stadium full of bulletin board material. Never, never a good thing to do. So uh, that's a good life lesson. Just let things play out. If they play out in your favor, great. If they don't, learn from it, move on. But... Not really a great idea to sit there and trash talk everybody. You quoted one of my uh, favorite presidents ever, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. That's right. That's, that's... Sagamore Hill, Oyster Bay, New York. My home my home area right there. It's a very the good guy swing that teddy softly. bears are named for. There you go. Swing softly, carry big stick. You're absolutely right about that. That was that was all ridiculous. Love the hoopla drama that came along with that, especially with the mayor. This is another reason why politics and sports should just stay stay separate in their own lanes. Ryan Hallam, what are you bringing to the table? Well, as usual, 
games and fun. So uh, it is about to be live in the next hour or so, but I'm sure this podcast won't be up before that. But the Fantasy Alarm Big Game Contest is back. We're having free prizes, 250 for first, a year subscription for second, three-month subscription for third. There are 32, I think, prop questions created for you to answer uh, about the game, whether it's you know player props, of course the the usuals, coin toss, halftime, Gatorade, all the other fun stuff. Uh, first beer commercial, first sports book commercial. We've gotten to that point of the world where <laughs> like sports books, we know there's going to be commercials for. Uh, so uh, go to fantasyalarm.com, big game, enter today, win some prizes, talk some trash. Well, don't talk trash until after you win. After what Matt Sells just said. Real quick, I want to ask you guys a question. Is it more impressive to you? Which one's more impressive to you, the Harbaugh Bowl or the Kelsey Bowl? I have to back out of this one. I'd have to say the Harbaugh Well, you're going to find the Niners. the Harbaugh Bowl. That's, that's what I'm thinking, too, because you have to have – there's only 32 coaches in the NFL at any one time, right? But it's even more complicated because there's only 16 in a conference, so you have to have one in one conference and one at another – and be at the helm of two Super Bowl caliber teams at the same time. By the way, you want to know what, what if the Bills and Cowboys had made it, we would have had the Diggs Bowl. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Hard so the fact that it could have happened that. one of two ways this year kind of makes the Kelsey Bowl less impressive in my mind. The Harbaugh Bowl still ranks a little bit higher when it comes to impressiveness. And like Harbaugh's parents said, who got it better than us? Nobody. Follow Matt Sells on Twitter at The Sellsman. Follow Ryan Hallam at Fighting Chance, yours truly, at Fenstee Sports. Next week, we will give an entire breakdown of the Super Bowl. And, hey, the contest Ryan just mentioned, maybe maybe we'll get a little sneak peek where we're at with some of those props as well. And if you want to maybe cheat, if you want to cheat off of us, you can. If not, you can go the other way if you want to fade us, though, because a family that sticks together wins together.